You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Rakari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you, so visit gcxevent.com slash tickets to book now. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced. It's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. Welcome to episode 29 of the Old Fashioned Podcast. I'm joined by Clintus and Michael Hello. today. Yes. It is, uh, we were recording this on a Tuesday. They literally just announced the next phase of World of Warcraft, which is exciting. So Mike and I will go on that Yay! for a little while while Quintus takes a nap. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about Love, Death, and Robots Season 2, uh, which I watched literally. I was shoving the last bit of food in my mouth and finished the Drown, Drown Giant. So uh, <laughs> we're good there. Uh, Mike did not watch the Batman yet, so we'll, we'll wait till next week to talk sorry, about the Sorry, sorry. Uh, we got a Star Wars game coming out, and whatever else news Paul's drops into the uh, into the uh, the show notes while we're uh, hanging out here and doing the show. But yeah, so uh, how you guys doing? How was your week, Clintus? Your voice sounds weird. Uh, yeah, so allergies been kicking my butt. Yes. Uh, you know, here in Arizona, it's, we're already hitting the 90s, so everything's blooming, everything's green, and flowers everywhere. And then we had like a crazy wind storm, like a bunch of wind last week. Mm-hmm. My daughter plays beach volleyball, so we're outside just watching her play, and the wind is just hitting me in the pollen. pollen. Just, so like all week, this last week, a weekend, it's just been blowing my nose constantly. And Fun. then over the weekend, I was doing some more like IRL streams. Um, mm-hmm. I got an IRL backpack that I bought a couple of years ago, and I did a lot of travel stuff pre pre COVID. And so kind of getting that back up and running and doing more like just chatting streams like around the house. Um, I did a hot tub stream, like a, a legit hot tub stream, uh, yes. part, part of one of my charity milestones uh, nice. for a charity stream I did in March. And so uh, I did, like literally set everything up. I bought some pool floaties and goggles and I had the whole whole thing out and was just uh, in the hot tub for like, I don't know, three or four hours. That was for and, uh, Gamers Outreach, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I love that. We're yeah, I do. I do Gamers for Giving every year in, in March, so... That was, that was one of the milestones. So, yeah. So, yeah, just a lot, a lot of talking. And then, like I said, just a lot of uh, allergies and stuff like that. So, yeah, my, my voice is trashed. Did you know that Rare Drop does all the creative for Gamers for Giving? I did not know that. Ah. Very cool. Ah. <laughs> all comes full circle. I love it. I have to fix this seat. Hold on. There we go. Now I'm a big boy again. Um, Mike, how are you? I'm good. I'm still, wifeless, uh, so still living with your in-laws with no wife. Yeah. Your wife left you, from what I heard. She did. She left me <laughs> with her to parents. <laughs> she, 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 she's now in the sunshine sunshine state with Kevin, and it's a problem. That's Weird. gonna make the listeners think things that they shouldn't, Mike. Oh, the way I apologize. You phrase that. <laughs> <laughs> she happens to be in the same state doing work. 
unrelated to anything else. I'll tell you a funny story about that. So I went to the coffee expo in Boston and um, my wife and I have this joke where she looks at me and she goes, if you ever cheat on me, I'll cut it up and cut it off and I'll throw it in the, the pond for the alligators. Cause we have a pond behind our house. And uh, so we, we found out the not fun way that Claritin gives me uh, you know, a little, little bit of the limp dick. It doesn't really work as well. Really? We, we narrowed it down over like six years to figure out that it's Claritin D. No shit. Yeah. No, it just, it doesn't want to come to the party. It doesn't it's like want to whiskey dick, but not. Yeah, it's worse. It is worse. <laughs> wow. It doesn't even move. Like, wow. It's, just, it's like, what? It's, yeah, no, it's, it's like you gave it a sedative. The is rest that a of symptom? you is, hold on. Is that a symptom of Claritin? It's not everyone. It's selective folks, but no. other people do do get it. I looked it up. Wow. And it's Claritin D. Claritin D. <laughs> Ironic. So, it, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. Claritin D erectile dysfunction. There you go. Boom. So, um, I was leaving for Boston, and she's like, all right, bye. I love you. Have a great trip. Make sure you take your Claritin every day. I'm like, what do you think I do when I'm out of town? What do you think I do? Seriously, <laughs> I keep telling her I, I uh, um, so I'm going to PAX this weekend, going back to Boston, and my brother-in-law is over, and he's like, "Oh, I got selected for a panel. I don't know if I was going to go." I was like, "I have a hotel room. You can just grab the second bed. I don't care." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna do this." So he books his flight, and Daniel's like, "All right, good." And I said, "You know, if I really want to cheat on you, I'm doing a terrible job at having your brother <laughs> stay with me during an event while I'm out of town." That's I rent the, the top floor of your father's office and I hired one of your friends to work for me. So I feel like I, if I was planning to cheat, I am setting this up in the worst possible way. I could you basically so. lose out. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. you lose out gen in, in general anyways, but on top of that, you also lose a lot more. Yeah. So apparently she's probably going to pack more Claritin D for me for the weekend. <laughs> to keep my allergies those allergies gonna be bad this weekend just thinking ahead yeah that's, just, the, that's just awesome. this weekend and just in boston where it's still cold um so yeah that was my experience uh with with claritin d everything's back to normal i stopped taking claritin d i'm scared to try like zyrtec now i don't know if that's you know i might I used just have to, to use suffer zyrtec. with allergies i used it a lot and it stopped working oh really mm-hmm yeah, yeah i'm back to flonase Oh, good old Flonase. Mm. Yeah, my brother-in-law's like that. He's He's got bad allergies for, like, pollen, but also pets. Like, he's allergic to dogs, so he's, like, constantly on pills. So it's like every year to two years, he's having to, like, switch brands and just, I'm going back to this one because this one stops like, being effective, and he's having to take it more often. And so, yeah, I've, I've heard that for sure. Makes sense. I just got over, uh, like, allergies, and then my brother-in-law brought his dog over and kicked it right back up because he's a little mm. Pomeranian. And uh, mm. last night I was like, oh, oh. I'm like, oh, son of a you have shit. doggo allergies, but the dog, it's like some dogs, not all dogs. Really? And, and some cats. Yeah. Especially the older I get, the worse it gets. That's why we got Finn. Cause Finn doesn't shed. Mm. He's uh he's got the natural hair. Also for Finn, I brought him to work today cause I was supposed to bring him to the groomer to get uh, a bath. And I walk in the door and there's construction going on everywhere. And I'm like, uh, and the guy's like, oh, uh, we open on Thursday. And I was like, my wife booked an appointment for today. Turns out she booked an appointment for him in South Tampa, which is like <laughs> on the other side of the city. So I was like, oh, I can't take him down there. So he's a dirty little disgusting, smelly, ratty boy. And he's sitting in the, he's sitting in my office right now being good for him. When I leave the office, he just puts his nose on. There's a gate, like a little gate, and he just puts his nose on the gate like this. 
and he just stares out at everyone because no one's sitting with him anymore because he's a very needy dog. Oh, man, I wish my dog was like that. My dog would be barking at everything and everyone. And He's not really a barker unless somebody comes to the door or he fears the children are in danger. Like Mike's seen him around the pool. He gets crazy because he feels like people are drowning or not safe or okay. Right. So he starts doing these crazy running laps around the pool and barking when the kids like jump in and stuff. He's like, I said I want to get him a lifeguard outfit for the summer next year. <laughs> so he can put it on and be like, everyone stay calm. So a little sunblock Easter, on his nose. We had family over for Easter and oh my Lord, he was losing. We had to put him in his crate because he was just losing his damn mind because there were other dogs there and people jumping in the pool. He was, he was not having it. I showed yeah, you my, this. Go ahead, Clinton. I was just saying, my mind just barks at everything. Like, and she's got like a really like violent bark that like will like scares you. You know, she she's a medium sized dog. Like, she's like a Queensland healer lab mix, and so she's you know like a smaller medium sized dog. But she'll like do like the almost like a Chihuahua bounce when she barks, and her she gets that like ridge on the back. You know, her hair stands up, and, so she's like, <laughs> and you're like, Jesus, dog, like relax, like relax, like. Oh. You ever get codes enforcement called on you for that? No, no. I mean, that's the thing. We don't let her, like, we don't leave her outside and let her bark her head off. Like, she goes outside to the bathroom, yeah. and then she'll either, you know, she'll hear someone in the back, or she'll hear someone in the front, and she's barking. I'm like, just, you do the bathroom, get back inside, shut up. Like, ugh. We, we used to have nosy-ass people calling our dog. I I, I have a uh, Siberian Husky, and oh, nice. that dog loves to be outside. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a winter breed, mm-hmm. right? So... As soon as it gets cold out, her energy is through the roof. Really? Through the roof. She's so excited. She just wants nothing more than to be outside. Take her for a walk. Come back home. She sits right at the back door and cries until you let her out. <laughs> you go out to bring her in, and she runs away from you. It's She wants to be outside. She curls up in a little ball, and she just sits in the snow. That's what she does. And wow. people think it's animal cruelty because my dog wants to be outside, so they're concerned for the dog so, for that oh yeah dude that's the thing yep. on tiktok actually yep. where the dog's outside yeah it's people basically debunking other people who are like commenting like why is your dog playing out in the snow they're going to be frozen and then the people like film the dog they're like come inside whatever the dog's name like for you run Lacey. away come inside Lacey. come inside Lacey. and the dog just looks at them like no fuck you i'm out yep. here like <laughs> yep i'm not coming inside so yeah. yeah people don't understand that certain breeds just they want to be outside. They want to be in the snow. I, I, it, and then of course they you know, take it upon themselves. Be fucking the hero. I'm gonna show them. Yeah, it's call, not like call somebody on you. It's not like you're. In, I got into an argument once in a parking lot here because the door, the car was shut off. All the windows were closed, and the dog was in the in the car. And we live in Florida. Yeah, I was like, I'm. I called Danielle. I was like, I'm giving. Whoever this is, five minutes before I break that fucking window. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, right. Yeah. That's a so that's a there. magnifying glass on an ant situation. Yeah. She came out at at minute four, like fifteen, <laughs> and uh, she walked out, and I was like, "Hey, you left your dog in the car while you went inside." She goes, "I ran in real quick." I said, "I've been sitting here for five minutes, so you definitely didn't do it too quickly." And she's like, "Mind your own business." And I was like, "Excuse me." I was like, "You're the one doing animal cruelty." And she's like, Ugh, and like got in her car and I'm like taking her license plate down and she's like driving away. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. What do you mean? Mind your own business. You're in a public parking lot displaying this animal cruelty in the public, in, a, in lot. a public space. Mind your business. What kind of shit is that? I saw a picture the other day that said, uh, please don't break the windows. The car is on the air conditioning on and the dog is listening to Africa by Toto on loop. <laughs> 
basically living its best life. Yeah, exactly. I was like, damn, I would like to be in that car. I'm not even going to lie. Speaking of the weekend, how was your, how was your ribs? I say you ribs. Oh, man, they were perfect. So uh, for Easter, we went a little non-traditional, and uh, I made ribs because everyone was like, what are you going to make? What are you going to make? I was like, I could smoke a lamb shank, but I've never done that before, and Ooh. I'd rather not try it for like multiple people. Easter meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I knew I, I could nail ribs because that was like my fourth or fifth back, batch of rig since I got the Traeger. So I did four racks. Um, I think everybody ate two and a half of them, so we had like one and a half left. Divvied, divvied everything up for leftovers, and like my brother-in-law came back last night, and he was like, hey, you got any more of those ribs? I was like, no, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your preferred method to do them? Um, I did pork ribs, um, and uh, I followed the meat church recipe, so it's like a honey, bacon, barbecue um, seasoning. Um, there's a fajita seasoning that goes into it, and then they're one of their all-purpose uh, barbecue seasonings. Pop them in there. It's roughly, I believe it's 90 minutes the first run, and you hit it with apple juice every 45 minutes or so. And then take them out, um, wrap them in foil, um, and put them meat side down, and then cook them in foil. I actually, because I had so much shit on the Traeger, I've never had this much. I had corn in there, and the meat started dripping through the foil and stuff, and I had a little bit of a grease fire I had to deal with. Oh. <laughs> so I put it out, because like I've, I've worked in kitchens before. It was yeah, a yeah. Big deal. So I put it out. I knew how to do it. Plus, it's a slow cooker, so it's not like you're cooking, a uh, like barbecuing a burger where you're going to ruin it. If you turn it off, you can actually take it out and it's no big deal. Yeah. So I did it clean the bottom on the fly with some, some rags and stuff pulled out my drip tray. Cause that was what was causing the grease fire. Rewrapped the ribs again in fresh foil. So there'd be no holes, put a new drip tray in there and put them back in. And they were, they were fine. I just left them in for an extra 15 minutes. And then uh, you throw some sauce on them and throw them back in for 10, 15 minutes. Everybody's happy. Did Danielle tell you I, I I saw the picture she posted? Oh, she walked my over God. and she's like, she's like, look. And I was like, well, aren't you going to do your traditional response to Mike that says like, well, if you move down here, then you can have ribs all the time. So, oh my God, it looks so good. Hey man, you move down here, I'll barbecue for you whenever you whenever you want. My care. son's birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks, and he's like, he's like, I can't decide if I want you to take me to sushi or if I want you to smoke a brisket. <laughs> Well, you just took him to sushi for Damn. Easter, so wouldn't brisket be the play? That's what I'm saying. I was like, I was like, because like, he, well, he had it in his head already, right? He had it in his head. He would take his friends out to sushi, and there's this mm. new sushi place that does like a Mexican sushi fusion. So, like, my wife doesn't like seafood at all. So he's like, Mom, they've got pollo, carne asada sushi, and pollo asado sushi, and you know that kind of thing. And so he's like, already had it in his head that that's what he wants to do for his birthday. But now he's thinking like, I don't know, it's been a while since I'm brisket. I was like, you call, man, your call. You let me know. You just let me know ahead of time so I have time to buy the meat. Yeah, and you got to wake up at 2 in the morning to get going. So, yeah, you <laughs> definitely need a little heads up. I was thinking about a brisket for Easter, but if you fuck up brisket, everybody's and, unhappy. And I did the last time. Like, that was my thing. I cut too much of the fat cap off, and so it got a little dry. I mean, it had amazing flavor, but... You need that layer. Yeah, yeah, I, cut, I, I trimmed too much of it off. The only thing I've actually really screwed up is burnt ends so far. Like, uh, mm. I don't know if I added too much of the mixture. I don't know what I did, but it's, they were, like, soggy and not in the good way. Like, Ooh. they lost their, their bounce. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they were kind of, like, half of them were tough and half of them were good. Mm. So it just, I don't know. So I'm going to so try burnt point, ends again. At What'd what point did you guys complete your evolution into the, the old man barbecue dads? Yeah, like 40-ish, almost 40-ish. All right, so I still, I still got time. Yeah, you got yeah. a few more years. Honestly, <laughs> it was just... 
and I'm trying to remember who the first person was that got like my father-in-law got us like a like tabletop Traeger, right? So the pellets just on the side. It's really small for you know you probably put like maybe two racks of ribs in there, but like really it's one cut in half is convenient. Um, and then my friends started getting into it. And they were like sharing photos of like smoking this, smoking that. And I just mentioned it to my father-in-law like one time, and then he's like, it was like Christmas present. So he bought me a Traeger for Christmas. Say no more. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. The, for me, it was uh, Tim was going to give me one of his old electric smokers after he got the Traeger. And he goes, I can give this to you. But I guarantee you after you use it like five you times, want. you're just going to end up buying a Traeger. Mm-hmm. So it's up to you. But again, I can give this to you. But I guarantee you, especially you, because when you do something, you go you go all in by nice. Not twice, bro. Yeah. So I just bought the Traeger. I did the the turkey legs for um for Christmas and um. That was what got me going. But ribs seems to be the thing I can't, I like, I can't, I can do no wrong with ribs. Everyone loves my ribs. So, all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've done I'm, a couple I'm, different methods. I, 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 the one that is the more trying true is the three, two, one. So three hours, just a rub, two hours braised with like butter and, um, oh, God, that's, oh, that's what I do. Foil. I do, I do butter and brown sugar. That sounds yeah, so yeah, good. yeah. You wrap that in foil, oh. two hours on that. Then you pull them, baste them another hour. And, you know, you're doing the spritz. What temperature for that much time? Ooh, I have to look it up. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm at 275 for like two hours, two-ish, two and a half. And then... I want to say like sugar. 225 maybe? Yeah, it's a difference. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's a three-hour three time, you know, to smoke. So yours is definitely faster. Yeah, and then I put them in and after the brown sugar and the butter. And then it's based on color from there on out. It has nothing to do with tamper or anything. Yeah. That's all color because you want that mahogany color. Yep. You hit that sauce, 15 minutes, you're done. So Yeah. Did that? Yeah. Did some cedar plank salmon. Folks who didn't want pork. I did that this weekend as well. That's that, yeah. that my, my son. Because again, the, the wife was out. She was out in Chicago for my daughter's volleyball, and so uh, we went to the grocery store on Friday. I was like, "All right, Bryce, what like what do you want for dinner? I'm cooking, so you know, pick it out. Like I'm, I go. Let me. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm doing a seafood night because my wife doesn't like seafood. So a seafood night, and then uh, you know, a steak maybe or some chicken. And so we ended up doing two cedar plank salmon, like two two fillets on on cedar planks. And then I did a a, a ribeye or a New York strip on uh, Sunday, and so we grilled. Have you grilled. done the steak in the smoker yet? Uh, we did do that once, but I, I, honestly, though, I've got a, a, a you know a kettle or like a Weber like kettle, mm-hmm. and I'll do charcoal and mesquite wood. So I'm getting like a smoky ah, okay. charcoal flavor from the mesquite wood, and so it still gives that pink like layer on it. And it, look, it looks like it was smoked, but I'm doing it in, with the, in the charcoal. I've been buying ribeyes. It takes about forty five minutes. Just season them with some of that meat chart seasoning, both mm-hmm. sides, throw them in 45 minutes. I think it's 275 ish and done. And then sear it real quick on a cast iron. Yep. Like a minute each side with some butter done. Good to go. The first, Everybody's the very happy. first thing I smoked when I got my trigger was a tri-tip. I, I heard that was like one of the easiest, like beginner meats. And that's how you did it too. Like, you know, you smoked it for X amount of time and then throw in the cast iron skill with some butter, rosemary, garlic, and just, but I'll tell you what, man, that freaking the smoke <laughs> the smoke in the house my wife hates. yeah everything smells she's like can't you do it outside on the grill i was like yeah good i guess on the cast iron because you can't just turn the grill full blast put the cast iron but on. i won't yeah. but i won't i'd rather do it inside <laughs> and make you deal with it uh no it's 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 uh it's good i'm i'm looking at may like i started planning out my smoking schedule because i want to when I'm home, I want to be able to do it instead of like ordering in food or being like, what do you want, kids? Burgers? So, um, yeah, we'll see. I'm, 
I'm home for most of May. Actually, I'm home for all of May except my anniversary, which I'm not going to Star Wars Celebration for. And then after, because I, I don't know if I told you this, I tried to squeeze Star Wars Celebration into my anniversary. Yeah, there's no way that ends well. Mike figured it out. And she was like, look, I love you. And you're really trying hard to do work and <laughs> keep this together. But this doesn't sound fun for me at all. Especially when I have to go to that nerd convention and then go to your nerd convention two weeks later. Say less, babe. I got you. Say less. I was like, all right. So we're going to go to St. Pete. I found a hotel on the beach in St. Pete for like 280 bucks a night. Turn that phone off. So No, because we won't have the kids, so I got to leave the phone on. Oh, okay. Fair. So yeah, missing Star Wars Celebration again, but it's okay. And then this week, uh, I think it was Monday. No, last Friday. Yeah, but... And that weekend, though, you will be doing more of what most of the nerds at that show dream of doing. <laughs> so in, in reality, they are living vicariously through you, right? And you just, you, they, they'll be there so you can see the post. You can live vicariously through them. I could That's really even trade, right? Like, Babe, could you dress up as sexy boat can <laughs> for me, please? Uh, yeah, I could, I could, I could, I could, yeah. I There's could, your yeah. compromise. Yeah. All right. All right. Put the chewy costume on. <laughs> um, Speak Wookiee to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on Friday, we were filming at Full Sail for the GCX pre-show, uh, which I love working there. They're the best. But, um, I got my media pass while I was sitting there like, congrats, you've been invited to join us at Star Wars Celebration. And then I was like, ah, <laughs> you assholes. So yeah, I'm I'm staying home. Speaking of Star Wars, like literally right before we went went live, uh, Amy Hennig and Skydance New Media announced they're creating a new Star Wars game. Uh, Skydance New Media today announced this is from StarWars.com by the way today announced a collaboration with Lucasfilm Games to develop and produce a narrative driven action adventure game featuring an original story in the Star Wars galaxy. Helming Skydance New Media is an award-winning writer and director, Amy Hennig, a game industry legend whose credits include the blockbuster series. You ready for this? Because this is what got me excited. Legend of Kane, Jack and Dexter, and Uncharted. I was just going to say, the sole fact that Amy Hennig is involved, you don't have to worry about anything. Story, Since it's a new story, right? Since it's not. Story-driven. But, yep. exactly. I'm just so excited. It's, it's not, is it? Is it, it's not EA, is it? No, it's her studio. Skydance, Skydance New Media. It's her studio. Yep. So there you go. It, 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 EA is not involved. So Amy and no EA, sign me up. I mean, EA is not doing a bunch of the new ones. There's the Ubisoft one. Good. Good. Um, there's the free-to-play game. What's the? They need to lose their sports shit, too. They're dropping FIFA. You know that, right? They, ooh. Wait. They're dropping FIFA? Yeah, hold on. What is this free-to-play Star Wars game that's coming out? I can't remember what it's called. They're dropping it, not... So they're dropping being... the licensing deal they have with FIFA. They're still going to make a soccer game, and the, the trademark that they took out was um, uh, EAFC or football. Why club? do I feel like there was some sort of law in some country that probably specifically named FIFA... And in order for them to do a loophole with their bullshit MTX that they use, they just drop in the name FIFA so that they can still get their cash grabs. Why does that sound like that's what they're doing? EA Sports FC. No, what I think they didn't want to do, Mike, was because they couldn't do the cash grabs anymore. They didn't feel the need to pay for the licensing that EA that F yo, FIFA charges EA. Mm. And FIFA is like the only organization more corrupt than the Catholic Church. 
Oh, so, okay. Fair. Um, I can't imagine what dealing with them has been like all these years. And then on top of it, I, I have that, no sympathy for EA. I oh, just, I don't either. Yeah, the I don't have sympathy for FIFA either. The um, FIFA. So the clubs themselves, like Manchester United, has done this. The Italian league, Serie A, did this and a few of them went and signed deals with their competitor, which is PES or E I think it's called E football now, which became free to play. And that game, I mean, that game is a disaster and a half, but because of that, like a bunch of the teams from Italy cannot be featured with their regular uniforms in FIFA. And I think the whole point of the relationship with FIFA was to safeguard that they could be in control and have rights to everything. But now because of that, they were losing arenas, they're losing the uh, team logos, uniforms, things like that, because the individuals were selling the rights to their competitor. So I think they're at the point where they're like, why do we need this if we're losing it anyway? Like, what's right. the point? You know, they lost World Cup to eFootball. So they they have to, like, do their own version of the World Cup branding because they're not using World, or Euro Cup. I don't know if it was Euro Cup or, or World Cup. Either way, they're not getting what they got like six years ago where they had hmm. everything in that world under their title. Now they're having to pay a licensing fee to FIFA and to the individual teams, leagues, arenas, you name it. So I think at this point, EA is like, look, screw you, FIFA. <laughs> we'll pay individual licensing fees to the entities so we can have what we want and what we feel is important. Mm, I was going to say, because every metric shown about FIFA, that game, is like, that's EA's biggest cash cow sports games yeah. rely on the next generation consoles to like lift people's spirits because they try and live off of the changes that they made in next gen for like three but years but they don't make any changes well, every the, game looks the same the minimal change from like Madden to to from the previous xbox to this one some lighting like the way the helmets reflect light it's cool D who cares it, but that's my point is like yeah. how worth it is it to not get features like and now the revolution has finally begun in sports games. And the only reason I'm talking about this is because I'm a sports games guy. It's like the one thing I can sit and play for 20 minutes when I have the 20 minutes right. and not, you know, I can get through a game. Um, the one thing that we are seeing is that people are getting very upset that they're not touching and updating the offline modes anymore. They're not mm -hmm. going into the franchise modes and making updates and changes. And it's just where the cash is at. Right, it's because not in the, the 90s, in the 90s and the 2000s, like they every year you would get new enhancements to the franchise modes, and you know you could go you used to be able to go five seasons, and you could go ten. Now in most of them you can go thirty. So, but they have stalled out, and then Madden even went as far to not update the last batch. So they said they were going to do X, and they were like, "Sorry, it's delayed. We may not even update it now." So now people are like, "It is like Les Mis when it comes to." Uh, <laughs> To franchise mode in sports games right now. <clears throat> this one, I, I I I'm genuinely surprised they're dropping FIFA as FIFA because that's what that's immediately recognized, right? right? Yeah, I mean it's been FIFA since the early '90s. So that's surprising to me. Then yeah, you're probably right. That would say that whatever their dealings were or whatever, however much it cost is simply not worth it for them to keep that name, that brand recognition. They're not making which money. Which is insane to me. That is insane to me. Yeah, it's because of the crazy. loot boxes. It's, it's, I mean, that was it. The loot boxes. Um, I, I know. You buy FIFA, every Mike, pack. It's the same thing they do with NHL, which I, I, I can't believe anyone plays those games. Even for in-game currency that I've earned from buying a specific edition or I get for doing a certain game mode, whatever it may be, FIFA alone, just FIFA, has to show me what I'm getting in that pack before I buy it. 
So if I go to that pack and I go to buy it and it's all shit cards, guess what? I'm not buying it. So think how much money they've lost off of that. Wow. And, and that's all because of the litigation that happened. Wasn't thing? It wasn't even a, a U.S. thing. Yes, but they correctly. can't they can't regulate it by geolocation because it's too complicated for their back end to recognize. Plus you can change your region inside of your console anyway to fool it from where you're, you're uh, playing. So they knew that they had to make a legal move and they did it all across the game. And I can't imagine how much that has affected their bottom line because they put so much into ultimate team. Don't get me wrong. The concept behind the ultimate team modes for me is a lot of fun. I like the idea of being able to build a team from superstars. What I don't like is that people that stole mommy's credit card get a better team faster than me. I would rather have be progression and you get rewarded for your time that you put into it with the ability to buy add-ons, not cards. Yeah, just be decent about it. Right. Right. Like sell me kits. Sell me. They give away jerseys for free. You know how many people would pay for jerseys? A lot. Right. And it doesn't a lot. affect Fortnite the gameplay crowd. at all. But that's well, I mean, huge, I, I, I buy skins, dude. Number. Like, I've bought skins. Thousand percent. In COD, I've 100 percent I've bought I bought skins. Absolutely. I've bought, bought skins in Swotor, and I'm a guy who swore I would never do it. Guess what? I buy it for all my characters now because Granted, I have a problem when if all the in-game options are garbage. If everything in game is garbage and the only premier stuff or decent stuff that they offer is is located in a store, I have a problem with that. That that's kind of an issue. So but if you have a licensing agreement with like a third party, like I don't know, you, like like if COD decides to sign and and with Lucas Films and they bring in a fucking Darth Vader skin, I don't have a problem with that being in the storefront. Not like and I would buy that. I was gonna say yeah. like. MOBAs, particularly stuff like Dota League, and then stuff like Warframe, I think did it really well when they kind of have their own internal DE team did that do does it very stuff, well. and then they outsource, like the community brings in their stuff, and that's on the store, and I think that's even better, because, but, but I don't know how that would translate to like a sports game. Cause that's something that not a lot of people through. talk about. Like Not a lot of people talk about the way DE implements the community art. They actually have skins that they sell. It's like five, yeah. it's five bucks for a full character skin that their community artists created and then the development team implemented it's really cool how they do that what they need to do is they may need to make more uniforms in these games that make you feel like it's your own team and it's your original yeah. thing whether it's regional People buy that esports team well fifa has esports jerseys like you can get a team liquid jersey if you just play and i'm like sell that and let me earn the players yeah there and that go. would be kind of cool to like give back to the to the you know not the professional players need anything given back to them they win purses but uh i don't like like uh uh overwatch did that where you had like mm -hmm. their teams and their jerseys come over right they did Absolutely. that big thing but how much cooler would it be though if it was like your own like i don't know he or make make a pack where you can design your well i guess designing the reason they don't do that is because they don't want people putting like offensive messages and correct on. yeah and this is it's a you or know getting trademark troubled by putting something you can you own well most of the time when they do trademark stuff it's because they're putting like brands are now paying to be in these games mm -hmm. you know fifa has done such a good job when this is hilarious that i'm saying this but they really have with making the field feel authentic because the banner ads that scroll by in the back, you know, when you're watching a soccer game, they're on that back wall, like mm -hmm. where the players are sitting and stuff. So the banner ads that scroll by are specific to the stadiums, the broadcasts, the leagues and the regions. So if you play in a German league in a German game, 
all the ads are in German. They're not just putting like Pepsi up there. It is ads specifically. And you're getting all of the ads that sponsor the team that you're playing as if you're home or, you know, if you're playing against the home team. So it's the real ads from the real stadium, from the real part of the world for the real arena. And that's impressive that they can do that. So when it comes to licensing, they have no problem dishing out money. And you know what? You can have brands come in and be like, hey, you know, we're Pepsi and we would love to have like eight different uh, versions of our jersey, you know, in game for people to buy for two, three, four dollars a pop. And then, you know, it adds variation and people can feel like their team is their team instead of like copying like a Manchester United jersey or, you know, something. And I feel like that's your better option than trying to like force these loot boxes with players down our throats. I think they need to I think they should can keep packs. But packs should be earned through progression, which they're starting to translate. They're doing more of that across the board. But, you know, it should be earned. Like, if, And you know what? They can sell season passes, too, in these sports games. They can. Yeah, they, they totally can, as long as they don't implement them the way Halo did. Oh, God, that was Ooh, yeah. I, I, from jump, we <laughs> the way that they did XP gain, I feel like was pretty egregious. There yeah. was there was just no no need. There was no need to just slow it down the way they did. Let people progress. Let them move forward. The more I'm rewarded, the more I want to play. Right? I, I I don't the way they did it, it put all bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And correct me if I'm wrong, but is that game not on a downturn? Uh it's dead. For all yeah, intents okay. and purposes. They, on okay. Twitch, the amount it, of players is like equivalent to is less than MCC. So it was a flash in a pan, a flash in the yeah. pan. Except for the fact that they're the game, the game solely release. responsible, the game solely responsible for killing Battlefield twenty forty two is now dead. Yeah. Sad. That's it. That's it. That's a joke. <laughs> it's not that. Wrong. Um, but I, yeah, that's so, what that's what EA blamed it on. Yeah. So <laughs> you 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 look at the landscape now with the I don't even know how we got here, but Halo did it. Star <laughs> Wars. We got here from Star Wars. Kevin. Oh, new for, Star Wars game. Yes. And the, the <laughs> Star Wars yeah. sex. Star Wars also had issues with loot boxes, um, but they fixed it. Uh, yeah, again. Oh, God, that was a long time ago. We're getting old. Yeah, um, again. Yeah. So much EA. But, uh, yeah, so, I, again, I, I would like to see more I'm okay with season passes, um, but if you buy, like, the ultimate edition, season pass should be included. You know, you shouldn't have to pay. For how you long, buy, do you think? Love Forever? Duration, a sports game lasts one year. That's true. Yeah, it's not if, wrong. If I buy so, the $80 edition of the game and you're giving me some starter just cards to give me a leg up and whatnot, that's all What's cool. your price tag? Right, I'm fine, get, but I don't pay for anything else along the way. Like, I'm I done. think that's I'm fair. I, I'd pay 80 bucks for an Ultimate Edition with a season pass to it. WWE 2K, they did. Their top edition was $110. Sounds like a lot. They gave you, out of the box, they gave you five... Uh, NWO wrestlers, three versions of the Undertaker. So right off the bat, you have eight characters that you can use. Now, granted, these should be skins and not characters, but the way WWE does it, they'll be like Undertaker 03, Undertaker 05, oh, Undertaker yeah, 99, that's a skin. and they're all different. There's eight different versions of Rey Mysterio in the game. It's annoying, but you have different versions. So you have eight right off the bat. Then you get all four DLC packs for free. Or included, I should say. Those are about five wrestlers each plus arenas. So right now we're up to, what, 28 wrestlers? 
that aren't included in the base game. Keep in mind, there's almost 200 wrestlers in the base game too. Wow. Damn. So you have that, you get some of these arenas, um, and you're, you're getting, you get a boost in what's called my rise, which is like their version of the, your story, your journey. They have an ultimate team thing that is just horrendously terrible, but you do get cards for that as well. But my God, it's one of the worst versions of ultimate team I've ever seen in my life. So you get that as well. Uh, I'm trying to think what else you get. Oh, you get a moves pack and some other stuff. So for this almost double the, the sticker price, you're getting about 28 extra wrestlers that people are going to pay a la carte for if they want actually five of them. You can't even get a la carte. You can only get with this edition and then um, some arenas and then the boosts and, and the moves pack and whatnot. So for all of that for $110, is that, I know you two are familiar with that world, but does that sound like value or does that sound like shit? Mm, I would be on the, again, maybe I would feel different if I was excited about, that game specifically yeah like elden ring for for instance i was excited about that game collector's edition i wouldn't blink and you know, i wouldn't bat an eye to spend that kind of money but that's what i'm into so someone who really enjoys that that's probably a good deal i when you start talking about eight versions of a single character that sounds like skins to me and then when you start charging me additional price for that that's where we start getting into that muddy realm where i'm like all right no, the eight versions of Rey Mysterio are earned through one of the gameplay modes. You basically go through Rey's career, and as you, I think it's like 12, 13, 14 matches, you get so a new version So the 110 gives you access to his career? Every time you play, no, 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 you have that. That's in the base game. Hmm. So what are the, the additional things that you get with the extra? You get five, you get the NWO, basically. So you get Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, X, whatever their names were. Okay. You get the three, the one you're thinking of is the three extra versions of The Undertaker. There's already three in the game. So now you have six versions of The Undertaker. So you get those. So you get that. And then for each DLC pack, they're all themed. You get five wrestlers from each. So that's 20 wrestlers right there. And none of them are, are copies. They're all, they're all their own unique. And this is every year this comes out? No, because in 20, they made the worst game they've ever made. So they took off 21 and made 22. And for the first time, actually, I actually read the patch notes before I came in here. They are releasing things on the fly. So this update that's coming up, I think it comes out this week. You're getting a new arena in the update, which they've never done before. And that's mm. free, no matter what version you have. 110 gets you everything, present and future. No questions asked. You don't have to pay a dime for anything. All anything. the DLC packs are free or included. Everything. I mean... Everything that they they have planned for the game is in there. Let's say if they call an audible and they're like, hey, we're going to use this as a platform and we're not going to, you know, put out a new game in 23 or 24. They would start charging you for that. Remember when the division did that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The first year was included. Yep. And then after I had to pay, it's kind of it's kind of like that. Honestly, if if as long as they stick to that and they don't change their minds halfway through, like. Oh, you bought this, but now we have a, a separate BR mode that you have to buy a fucking battle pass for. But that doesn't in, that's not included with your ultimate gold deluxe edition. I think as long as they don't do that, I'm cool with that, because in all honesty, what you pay 60, 70 bucks for a base game comes out with a minimum of two expansions at 20 bucks a piece anyways. Right. right. They um... so. No, they have to. I mean, they listed out everything that you're getting, so you'll get that. And if that's they add decent, extra, I would, that doesn't sound bad to me. 
Yeah. And I, again, I didn't know I was getting this new arena, but now we're all getting it because it comes out uh, next week or this week. I don't know. So who knows? All right, Clintus, hmm. you want to go take a nap? No, no, I'm, 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 I love this. I'm, I'm, I have you, okay, let's start with this. Have you ever played World of Warcraft? I have not. Why? Out of sheer curiosity before Mike and I jump into Dragonflight. So the, I would say that just the top level, it's, it's the aesthetic. Like I'm, I'm not, I, I, I like fantasy. I don't get me wrong. Like I, you know, Lord of the Rings and I, I love that, but I'm definitely more of a sci-fi guy. Like I definitely lean more towards like futuristic stuff. The games that I play, games that interest me, um, DLCs or, you know, whatever. If, if it has like a science fiction futuristic vibe to it, we're going to get into that when we start talking about, you know, love death robots as well. But like, I like more futuristic stuff. So that's one of the big, you know, disconnects for me. But on top of that, I just never really gave it a time to like look into it and like actually see it. When I've watched people play, I watched my, you know, buddies play it and stream it. The gameplay, I've always just been a first person shooter guy. It wasn't until like this last year, maybe two years, mostly this last year, I expanded outside of that. You know, I played New World, No Man's Sky, Daisy. Uh, I played the survival game called Icarus. Like I, I've kind of stepped outside my box a little bit. So, it's not a complete like I'll never play it. I just never really gave it a time to like really dive into it and look into it. I think that you should give it a try because Mike and I can do stuff with you. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. has all of the addiction mechanics that you are used to from games like Destiny because Clintus and I met playing Destiny. Mm-hmm. They all took it from World of Warcraft. Like everything they used to try and keep you hooked into Destiny. Warcraft did it before. I shouldn't say Warcraft only because games like EverQuest and other games paved the way even before that. Uh, Dark Age of Camelot. But um, yeah, I will say this. They specifically said they're going back to the fantasy element in this upcoming expansion, Dragonflight. So that might turn you off. But if you enjoyed New World, and I've said this, you're not the first person I've said this to this week. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't like WoW. Oh yeah, and, and and with that being said, like I said, I do like fantasy. Like I love dragons, and 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 you know, I, I do, I do love that. Um, I guess just because there's there are other games that I still play and have interest in. It's, you know, it's modern and futuristic. Always been like my line, right? Like I play Escape from Tarkov. That's like my favorite game right now, and that's very mm-hmm. modern. It's very realistic in today's world. Um, if they ever like painted it with like a futuristic vibe, which is what the cycle is kind of like become. The cycle frontier is very much a futuristic lighter version of tarkov and i absolutely love that game cannot wait for the final version to come out of that um so yeah again fantasy is not a, a total turnoff like i love fantasy movies and and you know the vibe it just for a game like i said new world was my my taste of that where i'm like okay maybe i should so i will, actually I'm, I'm very curious about this conversation and my question would be if someone who's never played wow before is classic the where to go mm. or no <laughs> so they're two completely different games yeah, yeah, yeah i know so yeah so tell me where i would so, start so classic is and we're actually talking about this with rob before we uh, got on because they were watching the reveal classic is a much longer form version of world of warcraft there's more to farm there's more to grind leveling does not take you could level a wow character to max level and retail right now probably within a week maybe less pretty quick pretty quick yeah you, you could get it done fairly quick if you were committed you were weren't working and stuff like that. yeah if you focused on it classic could you? Yeah, but you'd be up all night. You'd literally mm. have to have no life to get there. You know, Poop it was probably baby. more like two, three weeks if you had no life and just went for it. Um, and again, crafting all of that stuff, it's more of a grind. It is not like a go and get wealth wasn't really a thing by that point. Um, you know, I, I know specifically in, in Burning Crusade, 
where we are right now before we move on to Wrath of the Lich King, which is the next part of Classic, which to me, the one we're in now and the one we're going into was the best time of WoW. There will never be anything better. But can so, we well, replicate that? No. We can't go back to those days that when it was new and fresh. We can relive the memories and have a good time and hang out, but we'll never have what we had then. And I try and really lay that expectation out for people that want to try it for the first time because people will, you will talk to people who will be like, oh my God, you have to jump in in Wrath of the Lich King because it was the height of WoW. Yes, but it was the height of WoW because it was the height of WoW then. It's not Because the nobody knew thing. what the fuck they were doing. Right. We all got dropped into Northern is the continent they dropped you. We all got dropped into Northern and we were like, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God, this is new. This is cool. It linked back to Warcraft three because the, uh, the main antagonist is in that was, was the guy from Warcraft three, who was the hero that fell and, blah, 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 and all that stuff. God, Mike, you want to say something I can tell. Well, so what I, one, I would say it, coming from, um, I think the only reason if you're coming from, um, the hell is that Amazon game? New world, new world, new world. If you're coming from new world, the only disconnect would be the aesthetics. Like if you can't get beyond the the artistic angle of it, that's the only disconnect. Otherwise, you would jump right in and feel great. Wow, the, definitely has a cartoon vibe, but it's just the era in which it was created. But it's fun. In. It's fun. They definitely they have fun with their art for sure, and it's great. They also the, base it on the like Warcraft two and Warcraft three and stuff like that. So that I it's will, not cartoony for the sake of cartoony. It's the like, because the story goes back to the to the I think it, I don't remember when Warcraft came out, but it was like eighty. And everyone, you know, will tell you till they're blue in the face. It um, it future proofs their game. They don't have to really update their engines all that much. They don't have to do a whole lot because it's cartoony. It's kind of forever, so it doesn't gotcha. really lose. Um, you will hear people talk a lot though about the pixel counts of old mounts and old gear versus new mounts and new gear. You can definitely see a difference, but to put it in perspective. This everyone kind of saw it coming and expected the announcement of Wrath of the Lich King today, yeah. but it was officially announced, and it's not. There's no date to it yet. We don't know when it's coming, but the sole fact I was I I love that story. I love Warcraft three, and so I am I am in for this expansion. And I said that with Rob today, and Rob's immediate response: Well, you better start leveling now. So it is a much slower progression. So what, retail. what I would say to you is this, Clintus, you can sub and you get both versions. You, they're not separate subscriptions. So you could test the waters and try one and the other. And it, this game to me is not something you like drop everything and stream this. No, like continue playing cycle, continue playing Tarkov, you know, whatever you're playing. This is that like, I'm in a stream tonight and I want to drink a beer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And relax. Totally. And talk to my chat and have a good time. My yep. WoW streams were my favorite because I was kind of carefree and just running around the world playing. I would play. I did it all the time with Mike, and um, well, especially while you're leveling because there's no huge you know thing. You can get in some dungeons as you're going along and learn that stuff with folks. And I'm sure folks in your community are going to want to like sherpa you through stuff. Yeah, was, um, you will probably have a much, albeit curated, but you will have a much better experience than I did jumping in. And Kevin, yeah. to be honest, Kevin, I'm sure when you started, it was probably really. I started because toxic. I worked at Best Buy, and I was in the I was in the PC and Geek Squad department, and Lord of the Rings Online was coming out, and they were shutting down the old Star Wars MMO uh, to make room for Swotor, 
and they were like, oh, you know, this is like Lord of the Rings, but it's World, or it's like World of Warcraft, but it's Lord of the Rings. I was like, oh, I've never played World of Warcraft. And they were like, all of them like, <gasps> like you work in the PC department and you've never played World of Warcraft? I don't know if we can trust you. <laughs> so we started playing Lord of the Rings online and, you know, we, we actually, we leveled up. Again, that game used to be a slog too. So that was the norm back then. Um, and uh, then they announced Wrath of the Lich King. Um, and I remember they were all crowded around one computer at work. And I remember, oh, Mike's going to laugh. When they're doing the announcement. I, I remember the announcement video more than the, the cinematic. And um, I was like, oh, all right. And they're like, you are getting into WoW. We're all leaving Lord of the Rings online. We're going to play WoW again. So that's when I started playing Burning Crusade. And uh, they sherpered me through everything. It took about a month or month, two months to get to max level. They were running me through raids. I had blue gear on, Mike, doing Tempest Keep. Because <laughs> they were trying to run me through everything quickly. And, like, people in the raid, because we were doing pugs. You just just die here. We got this. Don't worry. Well, that's what they were. People were like, oh, I see we're bringing the Quill of Turok or Thurok, whatever it was, which is a blue polearm, into to raids now. And, like, shut up. We're trying to get our guildy level. Just do the raid. If he dies, Secretly, he dies. this is the it's best thing like you Drago. can bring. Like, if he dies, he dies. Um, so... You'll have a much better experience because people in your community are going to be like, Clintus is playing They're wow. going to love the fact that you're interested and that you so, want to play. And they're so going to help you. do night streams, maybe give it a whirl. If you want to do offline with me and Mike, we'll run stuff with you because I have an ungodly amount of characters that I'd rather not admit how many I have on both <laughs> classic and retail. Partially um, Rob's fault. Yeah. So, um, because like, so, the only so two just, most I play now is that and Elder Scrolls Online. I dropped Star Wars. I dropped Final Fantasy. For now, I'll go back to Final Fantasy. But that's it. So back in college, uh, I played like Counter-Strike, right? And and I played like Tribes 2 and Dave Defeat and Team Fortress 2. Like Again, first-person shooter, online, PvP. Like, that was my thing. And then right as like my last semester of school, a good friend of mine was like, dude, there's this, there's this new game called Eve online. Mm. It's an MMO spreadsheets uh, in space. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, we're going to check this out and try this out. So that actually was my first and really the only MMO other than new world that I played, you know, last year, the only MMO I've ever played. And so like, I get, I get the idea of the concept of like, you know, leveling that in, in Eve, it's training, right? You're training your skill. So it doesn't matter what you do in the game. You can literally click and train a skill and then walk away and you know you're you're leveling up so to speak your skills that way so i've, I've had a taste of that i've got a taste of that but um i don't know i i'm, I'm interested I'm, I'm, i got the i got the side up i'm looking you know i'll definitely take it and dabble with it if you like the idea of progression you I get love better you get yes you get better gear you're you're making your as you're playing your bettering your character right? yes that's and exactly what i want like i guess not tangible tangible is probably a bad word but as you're playing you can see the growth yes right? that's what these games have yeah I mean, and that's what guns was, yeah and i feel you because i am a huge fps guy and i rage and i love it and that's part of why i like it because i get so competitive i get into it I need break from times and sure. MMOs are my break. And then I will play MMOs until I almost burn out. I'm like, all right, well, I need to play something different. I jump back into FPS. That's kind of where I bounce back and forth in between shooters there's, and MMOs. There's nothing better for me than a Saturday evening with nothing to do. My wife is watching her show. My kids are asleep and I put 
wow or something up on the widescreen monitor. I have a movie that I've seen or a TV show that I've seen on my iPad, and it's usually like Lord of the Rings or something like that. And I got a glass of scotch. That is the ideal Saturday night for me. I love it. It is the best because I, I don't have to look at the movie because I know what's happening because all I have to do is hear it. Right. Uh, and I'm just going, running around, doing my quests, you know, leveling something. I really enjoy the leveling experience. I'm one of the few people that really like loves to level. I love they, dungeon grinding. And I love it. Retail WoW allows you that more passive way of getting into raids and stuff like that. They have a whole LFR system that you can get purple gear, which is the epic gear. Um, and level your character up to a certain peak. And then there is, if you want to, you have to join a guild or, you know, join pickup groups. It's easier to join a guild and do the higher tier raids. And then they have like beat your ass fucking really hard raids too. So there's something for everyone in retail. In classic, it's heroic, or at this point it still is. It's regular dungeons as you level, heroic after you're done, and then you get into raids. And, you know, that's it. And you so, okay. So a, a lot of my friends, a couple of my friends in, in my community, like Final Fantasy is their, right now, their MMO, right? The new that, or that's, the 14 yeah. or whatever it is right also now. Also very good. That's that's my space right there. Okay. So, so like in comparison, like if I were to, like if I were to jump into an MMO, you guys, you're, you're saying, I, you think, wow, retail is the one versus like say Final Fantasy? Either one. I would say go for whichever one aesthetically pleases you more. My problem with Final Fantasy is a lot of the aesthetics are not mm -hmm. my, my vibe. I yeah, just, yeah. It's not, there's things about it that I love. Don't get me wrong. First of all, the gameplay is wonderful. It has some of the best casting and, and combat in a tab target MMO that I've ever seen. Um, and there are a lot of the story elements that are really good. They have really, I think Final Fantasy has the coolest looking raid bosses in any MMO. They, they, they just wipe the floor with everyone with how amazing Beside, it's not an MMO, but like Elden Ring would be the only thing, or um, FromSoft Games would be the only thing that has cooler looking bosses to me. Um, so Final Fantasy really takes the cake there, and they make you feel like you are, you know, you are the, the was it the Hero of Light, Mike? Guardian of Light? Whatever you are. Warrior. Warrior of Light. So like when you're running through and doing these, and you know, my my there was a point where Mike was just sharpening me through raids when I was like, Mike, can you help me with this raid so I don't have to get a group? <laughs> yeah, no problem. And it's like just the two of us standing down this like Leviathan of a monster, and he just walks up and he's like, dink, and he's big demon. Like, all right, we're dead. But um, <laughs> WoW is very much and and Final Fan. They both nail community really well. There's community aspects and your ability to stream either of them. You'll have no problem making community and friends and stuff like that. WoW is a way different aesthetic. It definitely feeds higher into that high fantasy more. Um, there's the PvP aspect of WoW, although Mike said the Final Fantasy PvP has gotten much better with the last update. So I don't know much about that. He can speak to that. Um, to me, WoW is a bit more streamlined and easy when it comes to systems, mechanics, and things like that, especially for a new person to MMOs. But what I would say is try them both because one might stick for you more than the other one. For me, it's wow. That doesn't mean I don't want to play Final Fantasy, but these games are time investments and time yeah. sinks, and mm -hmm. you cannot split your time. The only reason I can play ESO and wow, because if I get annoyed or sick of wow, I can hop on ESO because ESO, I'm already max level, so I'm doing what's called champion levels, which go up to 1,400. And for <laughs> reference, I'm only 470-something. Um but ESO is ESO is you can do anything at any time with anyone anywhere. There's no levels. Oh. The, the world scales to you. Okay. You do not you you don't have to go worry about being in a high level area because everything is is whatever where you are. 
Um, and then difficulty is based on the mob or the encounter that you're doing. Yeah, I think they're um, both they're both friendly to new players in their own way. <clears throat> so as a new player coming into WoW, you don't necessarily have to play through all of WoW to catch up, right? But then you do miss out on all of WoW. You know what I mean? So you jump in the current expansion, and you're able to play the current expansion. ESO does probably the best with this, where everything's accessible to everyone. Mm. With Final Fantasy, it is an MMO, but it's an RPG first. And it is intensely story-driven. Gotcha. So you don't unlock things until you reach a point in the story. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. So you're you are along for very much along for the ride. You when have I was to. running through the expansions after yeah. I finished the base game. I was level fifty three for a long mm. time because they so if you XP. just want so I mean it's good and bad because you are out leveled. You will out level everything right now in in fourteen if you play through the story. You could skip the story. You could pay to skip it. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, especially either. now since they changed ARR, they revamped everything about the way you move through. It plays much better. They cut out a lot of the bloat, still bloat there, but they did a great job taking a lot of it out. And the story is just so damn good. On top of that, they just launched a 6.1, which is a completely new story arc, brand new. So what I would say is what I would recommend is if you're someone who's very story driven and you're into that, you like getting involved in a world final fantasy if you just want to play an mmo world of warcraft fair enough fair enough so it looks like they have a free trial up to 20 levels they both do yeah they both do i think and if you're gonna play the first two or three expansions for free if you're gonna play either of them let us know because we'll give you a referral and you get like if you end up subbing to one of them you'll get stuff and so will Mm -hmm. the other part which if you're gonna play final fantasy let mike do it because i don't play it enough to benefit no, I mean, I mean, like I said, so yeah, so comparison based on what you just said and like just what I already know between the two, like between the two, I would say I would I would check out WoW just because obviously it's it's a, it's a bigger franchise and people have been talking about it for years and um, between the two aesthetics, I would I would lean more towards that aesthetic for sure. Yeah, it's just a lot to get into. Oh, uh, that's what I'm saying. Try them one at a time and give them yeah. give them both their fair shake. My my issue with Final Fantasy, I tried it three times, and the back end of their subscription system is really convoluted and stupid. Um, and it actually would make me make me mad enough to not continue trying to sign up and subscribe. <laughs> their website to buy the game and fucking load it is atrocious. And I am a huge fan of 14. 14 is my game. That is my jam. It is atrocious. And it I unapologetically... Like, it is bad, and there is zero reason for it to be as bad as it is. As big as Square Enix is, and quite frankly, as big as this game has gotten, because WoW has blown dicks, there is no reason you have to go through what you have to go through to play the fucking game. That is is the biggest hurdle to get into 14, is just getting the fucking game downloaded and working. But once you do... I bought, this was when I was still on Mixer, I bought like whatever the expansion was at the time that gave me all the previous content, blah, 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 blah. 
I never got up to it. So when I started playing again and I finally maxed out, it was telling me like, you don't own this expansion. You have to go buy it. And I'm like freaking out because I'm like, Mike, I fucking bought this expansion. This is bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he spent like a week trying to figure out. He's like going on message boards. Like, what the hell happened? You know what it was? They had emailed me a code separate from everything else to get into the expansion instead of just adding it onto my account. Yep. And I never looked at it. Because I was like, oh, it's another stupid email from Square Enix because they also spam your inbox when you Promotional bullshit. And uh, so I finally just did a search. Mike's like, go search for the email. There's got to be a code somewhere, blah, blah, blah. This is like two years later, Clint. Does. I searched for the email, and I'm like, there's the code. I put it in. Boom. I'm in. I'm like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> it's so, true. Yeah. Wow, it's very easy. It's Battle.net, which you're used to. It's like, yeah. blah, blah, and you're done, and you're good to go. Uh, um, honestly, if you want to jump in and play a game, Wow is the game to just jump in and to play. Just do the thing, right? I will say, uh, as somebody who's not an MMO guy, uh, I actually enjoyed 14 more than I liked Wow when I played it, but I also played Classic, so there's that comment. That's yeah, like yeah, that's weeb shit. It is weeb. <laughs> so, I love okay, 14. I, it, so... You like Rob is, and I, I think you would agree, Kevin, right? Like, I think Rob's come around on 14. Rob used to make fun of 14. Like, he'd be like, he'd be texting Mike, like, why does my character have Michael Kors sandals on? This is ridiculous. Yes. Why do I look like an idiot? Like, da da da. And then all of a sudden, Rob was like, I'm level 73 and 14. Cause Rob goes on benders where he just, you don't hear from him. And all of a sudden, he's, he's like, very hey, story I've focused. 67 too. levels since I talked to you yeah. last. He is story focused as well. He follows it for sure. And that the story is what kept him going. Yeah. Um, so you look at me and Rob. Rob is, you know, pedestal wow. And then 14's kind of down here. And I'm the inverse. 14's on the pedestal for me, and wow's right here. I fucking love World of Warcraft, though. Like I I I love playing the game. I am a big collector. So you put mounts and gear in front of me. I will sit in front of my screen and farm it. So playing the game, definitely World of Warcraft. I, I would say, it, you know, you want to jump in and experience your what an MMO is like. And, and I, your your community, I think, is going to take care of you. I think you jumping in oh yeah. and playing oh yeah. WoW with your community is going to be better because my initial, my initial uh, experience with World of Warcraft dungeons was hot sewage <laughs> like oh my god it was bad to the point where i was like I, how, this is terrible the dungeons looked awesome they were great but just the way everything worked was confusing to me and it felt yeah. convoluted and the the players themselves made it that much worse like it was just everyone in kicks. 14 super nice super helpful if you have people to play with and wow i 100% encourage you to just play with them yeah. or not to talk because yeah, the play with you don't them. know something and wow like that's in, especially in old content you having your your community to play with is going to make all the difference highly suggest it I don't hug anymore I just I only play with friends because some people in I, I will now but I'll also tell people to fuck off if you <laughs> kick me you kick me I don't even feel like having the argument that's why I don't do it so well, I have I have the side up. I was looking at the different like classes and races. That's there's a lot. That's cool. Like I, I mean, it's intriguing. Like when I like actually pull back the you know pull pull it back and like look into it. Uh, I, again, I think I just that's my problem is I never actually gave it the time, mm. and so it's I felt 60, like I was point, late to the game. Sixteen years 
it's 16 years worth of content. So yeah. 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 It's a lot. I didn't so real quick off of oh go ahead go ahead sorry I was gonna say I didn't play Clintus because I felt like I was too late like I, I I'm behind right. the eight ball so I can't get in yeah. and I was a dead wrong dead wrong yeah I've heard you, that I've you heard can that jump in now I think MMOs in general are like that right like you can you, there's always a starting point and and you feel that ways way. to level the level up fast buy your way up like there's not all, even that, that man like, like I just felt like I missed too much story that I was too far behind everyone else that I would never catch up just wrong you absolutely can. So yeah, I mean, other than other than uh, Eve Online, because that's just off the top of my mind, are there, are there any other like space sci-fi futuristic MMOs? Star Wars: The Old Republic, but it's not in a great place right now. Mm. Um, the last update, like to continue the story content, you can't even beat the last boss. Some of us, like I haven't beaten him, so I gave up on the game. Uh, and I played that game for a long, 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 long time. It was the first time I'd unsummed in years. Um, mm. As far as good MMOs go, no. Everyone's waiting for Ashes of Creation after this. Uh, so even Star Wars would be the two. There used to be back in the day. They used to have, um, you know, when EA Mythic existed and they made Warhammer Online, there was rumors that we were going to get 40K online too. But once the Yeah, MMO it just kind of seems like MMOs are just in that fantasy vein. Like that That's, that's what makes the, it's fantasy. <laughs> it's guns, to be honest, because when you think of sci-fi, you need like modern weaponry and things like that and it's really hard to uh, uh translate that there was a game what was the game by the wow devs that rob loves mike wildstar wildstar which was it was like a space one but it had the same aesthetic as well it was very cartoony mm. it, it was um, really good it played fast it played very well yeah and it was aoe like eso targeting instead of tab target i wish i was more into mmos at that time like i tried it with wow i wish with wow i tried it with rob and i wish at the time i was more invested in the mmos i feel like would have appreciated it and they took it offline so i'm fucked well i completely derailed this wow conversation to talk about me and playing it get into the dragon the new the new thing you guys want to talk about i want to hear about it I was looking to see if the Wildstar private server is. Uh, no, yeah, Wow was. Or, well, I keep Rob. <laughs> Jesus, Rob was saying that it probably won't be here for a while. The private server. Yeah, I'm looking at stuff on it now. Anyway, uh, so they announced Dragonflight like literally moments before we went live. Um, there's a really cool trailer that they added. One thing, as you yeah. know, Clintus Blizzard just absolutely nails cinematic trailers. Oh yeah, so they, they, they do. Well, can one. I? Can I just? Can I just give an unpopular hot take? Sure. Yeah, that trailer was just kind of meh. It was confusing. I have like, to go back I and get watch that, it. Like, like Rob said, fan service, and I see that. I yes, I know. I know Alex Straza. I know. I know. I've seen plenty of polls about naming her the hottest, the hottest, quote unquote. Um, I like. I know. Dragon. I know. I know. I know who she is, and I get the fan service. Like, but I'm just like, wow, like. That's what you guys decided to go with. This is what you decided to put out to launch your new X Pact after two essentially, I don't want to say failed, but extremely negative, like really received very negatively expansions. You went with this. It just felt like bland potatoes. I mean, Dragon Isles has been rumored forever, and there's not. I don't yeah, and that's exciting, really but spruce what it up. The, the product they put out to to launch this, that's what you went with. Where we're going is very cool and very exciting. And again, Alex Straza, Alex Straza, hot. I get it. But what you put out to show the world this, I just felt, oh, you guys, that's what you went with? You could have put anything else out there, and this is what you showed. It was just kind of meh. It did not incite, like, I need to freaking pre-order this right now. Hey, I'll say this much, though. 
we fell for that trap with Shadowlands and look what happened. We did. It was off the chain. And then we were like, uh, we did. And as we were talking earlier and like Rob said, I, this doesn't need to be great. And I agree. This doesn't need to be great. It just needs to be okay. If this expansion is okay, we're all happy. Everyone's happy. Don't give us layered systems. Bullshit. Don't none of this. Just make it an okay expansion. It'll be better than Shadowlands. And everyone will be happy and back on board with World of Warcraft. I love that you asked yesterday. It took Shadowlands for everyone to think BFA was was decent. That's true. Yeah, you right. know, BFA was dog shit until Shadowlands came out. Shadowlands came out, and all of a sudden, people are like, BFA wasn't so bad. I love that you asked yesterday. They were like, do you think they'll do a new race or a new class? And they were like, how about both? Both? <laughs> <laughs> so for the first time, we have a new race class combination. I don't know if the Drakthir can be other races or other classes, sorry, but we know that Drakthir evokers are a new class and only Drakthir can be evokers. So I don't know if you can be like a Drakthir paladin or something, but hmm. we'll find out as they release more. It sounds like no, and they're only going to be evokers, but I don't know. We'll see. So the cool thing about them is you can change from your humanoid form to your full-on dragon form just like you can as a worgen. Uh, they have their own abilities, own systems. It looks like there's some sort of skill system in one of the videos. There's like a meter and breath and fire and all sorts of stuff. So if they are their own class and stuff, that means they probably have a tank damage and healing tree that you can choose from. So you'll be able to do either one. Um, and then the new dragon mounts are pretty cool. I'm assuming you can only do this stuff in the dragon isles with these dragon mounts. But they totally remind me of, and Mike's going to laugh. Oh, you might too, Clintus, of How to Train Your Dragon Dragons. <laughs> you <laughs> know there's like, going to be memes for that all over this. Oh, my God. They're all like different colors and different shapes and different sizes, and the horns are all different. So I can, all I can think of is my son watching that that show and movie or movies, and uh, they can like dive and go really fast. They apparently have their own maneuvers, so that's, that's all new. Uh, Dragon Isles is the new area, which we all knew the rumors were... Um, um, soaring on that looks like centaurs are back I don't know how they'll be implemented in one of the areas the Tuscar are back the walrus people from uh, Wrath of the Lich King um, and it seems like there's different you know dragon politics that we'll have to uh, work through new talent system got me really excited because I've hated this revamp of the talent system for a long 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 time so we have talent trees back um and professions in crafting. There's uh, Which, Dra Dragon Isles Artisan. Professions in crafting is huge. Uh, Final Fantasy does that, and they do it very well. And yes, they do it better than well. Bringing over sets for for your crafters, you're gonna you're expanding your player base. Essentially, you're bringing over a lot more people. Yep, there are people in Final Fantasy that only play crafters. That's how they play the game. They choose to play the game. As a crafter. Yep. And that's what they do. And there are people like that. You bring them at this point, bring them in. Yep. Um, and then the HUD interface, you are now going to be able to edit your hub. I don't know the restrictions on that, but that's it, exciting. From what I understand, because I was talking to um um I was talking to Walrus actually, and he was saying it seems very much like Final Fantasy to him. I don't know, it's Walrus, so Wally, fuck your face. One, That's so old. two, it's very subjective. Your opinion, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Because uh, Swotor did. I don't know how reliable Final you Fantasies are. Fantasies didn't, and both of them 
are pretty robust and you don't really need add-ons because of it when it comes to that. So that would be really exciting. I feel bad for all the add-on designers, but, uh, you know, is, and there'll um, always be a reason to have some sort of add-on in the game. So uh, that, and then we're going to level 70. We're getting a new raid, um, the prison of the primal incarnates in uh, new dungeons. Uh, of course, of course. So yeah, and you can go sign up for the beta now. Um, I would love to jump in and uh, discuss this in depth. Not today. however, I have to run and grab my son from school. Yeah, no, that's what I was gonna say. To uh, every, I hope I, I hope I hope you want to push Love, Death, and Robots the next week with Batman, and we can dive into we can do that Mike, is entirely do, up to you guys. If you guys would like to discuss it, by all means, no, um, we'll discuss. We'll do Love, Death, and Robots next week with. The Batman, because you have plenty of time to see it. And then maybe you and I should do a Splinter episode where we dive deep into Dragonflight. We could even invite Rob. I'm down. Talk to that Rob about Clintus that. Clintus doesn't have to sleep and, you know, bring a pillow and blankets for that part. And, I'm you know. down. To all <laughs> you lovely bastards, I uh, hope you enjoy the <laughs> extra down. long track. Yeah, so let's do that. We'll we'll hit up uh, Season 2 of Love, Death, and Robots next week with the Batman. Um, and then uh, Mike and I will do a separate, like maybe a 20-minute thing with Rob where we just sit down and chit-chat about Dragonflight. And yeah, we'll talk to Clintus offline about uh, trying WoW, and we'll try and maybe we'll do a game night or something where we all get to hop in and hang out and uh, do some stuff. But I am I'm down for all of that. But yeah, cool. We, let me uh, all right, gents. Let me let I'll, me I'll talk to you. Go ahead and go, Mike. I want to give Clintus right, but, and Kevin the two seconds of news for this week, just because it's really love cool. you guys. Bye, hey bro. <laughs> the portal writer is uh, saying to whomever uh, he's not getting any younger, so we have to start Portal Three. Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should say that to uh, the uh, Gaben for uh, Half-Life 3. Uh, there's a very particular person that we know that would freak out if that occurred. Um, yeah. Number two, The Witcher 3 fan uh, is get, doing a fan make of Geralt in the Lego DC supervillains. So Geralt is now a character by mod, uh, which some people are super excited about. Uh, you talked about the Stein Instant in the new Star Wars game, but this one I just thought you'd be amused because I don't know if you know about Disney special district status. Yeah, yet. no, I didn't. I, I avoided that for a reason. Okay, well, we'll leave that then. I'm just Thank for you. anybody who <laughs> doesn't know, have fun researching special district statuses in uh, multiple states. Yeah, no, I don't want. I don't want that on my old fashioned podcast. <laughs> no, it's all, all right. right. We're gonna wrap it there. Thank you. Oh, you're good. I lost oh, Kevin. We lost Kevin. Well, I thanks lost. For, thanks for thanks for hanging out. Episode twenty nine <laughs> of the Old Fashioned Podcast. Oh. I'm ending it because Kevin's coming back. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. It's the wrong camera too. Ah. And there's no audio from him. What happened? No, Everything. He doesn't know. He can't hear him. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Have a great one. <laughs>